Hello, London, and anybody, everybody listening from everywhere. Welcome to God's Dear Child. I'm your host, Larry Anasian, lead pastor, Spirit Life Christian Center, right here in London, Ontario. Today, we will be talking about walking by faith. So powerful, you're going to love this. Now, one important thing, all right, I'd said for the last three episodes, that faith, hope, and love, they are the three greatest forces. Okay, we could talk about prayer, but prayer works by faith. You have to hope, and then you need to know that God loves you. You say, okay, what about, you know, the name of Jesus? You have to believe in the name. That's faith. You have to hope in what the name will do for you, all right? And then, once again, believe that God loves you, and then he gave you the name of Jesus to use. You could say, what about praise? There's power in praise. It's the same thing. You've got to know that God loves you, and that's why you know you have access to praising him. And then you have hope that when I praise him, these things will happen. It will shut the mouth of the enemy, will turn situations around for me. And then you put faith into it. All right? You have to believe that when you do these things, okay, it's going to work. So faith, hope, and love are the three greatest forces, three greatest forces that we've got. And you and I have to be encouraged. We, we have to come into that revelation of these powers and the amount of victory we could get through them. Praise God. Faith, faith, faith. One word that is talked about so many ways in so many avenues. Now, there is the basic knowledge of faith, which is having faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I'm teaching particularly about having, I'm teaching particularly about having faith in the Word of God and knowing how to work the Word to enjoy victory in situations and circumstances. Faith is a verb. Now, because love is a verb and hope also is a verb. What do I mean? They aren't just nouns, you know, just names of Christian virtues, all right? But these are action words. Love is action. Love, love is you knowing that Jesus acted out his love. Love is not just a fort. Jesus acted out his love. Bible says concerning Jesus that there is no greater love than this, than for a man to lay down his life for friends. So he didn't think his love for us. He acted out his love. Romans 5 and 8 says God demonstrated his love for us. So love is a verb. Love is an action. All right. You can't just love someone and then don't show it. Love is a verb, not just a noun. Hope. Hope is active. Hope Hope is not just sitting down, twiddling your thumb and, you know, just doing nothing. Hope is an expectation, an excited expectation. And faith, of course, is belief. Not casual belief. Belief that births action. That's faith. So these are verbs and they're, they're not just nouns. If you understand how I'm getting to use them in this context. So how powerful is faith? Faith is powerful, really like so powerful that if you and I understand how it works, we're going to love it. Faith speaks to mountains. In Mark eleven twenty three. well, Mark 11, Jesus spoke to the fig tree. Peter and the rest of the guys were like, hey, master, the fig tree that you spoke to, it's, it's withered, it's, it's gone. And then Jesus said unto them, have faith in God. Verse 23, Mark 11, it says, For verily I say to you, whoever will say to this mountain, 
be removed, be cast into the sea, and you don't doubt, but believe in your heart it will happen. Bible says in Mark 11, 23, you will have whatever you say. Faith speaks to mountains. I, I want you to know this. I don't want to rush through this. Faith moves mountains. Faith moves mountains. Literal, physical mountain. Jesus spoke to a physical tree, right? But in our case, it might not have to be a mountain. There likely isn't one in your backyard right now. But there would be a situation. It could be health. It could be family, marriage. It could be finances. Faith speaks to the mountain. Many times we get uncomfortable. Oh, it's this speaking thing again. I have to just speak to something. Must I have to speak to something? Child of God, whether you learn about the basic principles of faith when it comes to speaking or not, you kind of like using that particular principle or power every day. You speak to your car. Maybe you call it one, what, dumb car, this dumb old car. What, you speak to maybe what, your laptop, you speak to your kids, you speak to your spouse, you, we call names, we call people names, we call things names. That's what faith is. Faith is you believe and then you speak. So we find it kind of like absurd when someone says, hey, speak to that situation and call it better and it's going to get better. It sounds like Christian science. It, it sounds like some, sounds like some what now? Some self-help principle, some, what, psychological something somewhere. But this is how God functioned from the very beginning. In Genesis chapter 1, Bible says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and God said, And you know what God said, let it be light. And God kept on going and everything he said, he saw. And by verse 26, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. So when we make the man, what should he do? When he sees darkness like us, he should do what I just did. Speak to it. Remember when God saw darkness, God didn't go, oh, Michael, oh, Gabriel, There's darkness in this place. What do we do? No, God saw the darkness and he spoke to the darkness. One one thing that has allowed many people misunderstand this speaking side of faith is, you know, they've seen people try to deny situations. No, God didn't deny darkness. So faith won't say, I'm not sick. I'm not sick. I'm not in debt. Faith won't do that. Faith doesn't deny the situation Faith speaks into existence what it desires. Once again, we're looking at the power of faith and we're saying faith moves mountains. Faith does that by speaking. So how have you been talking? The greatest problem most of us, if not all of us have, is right there underneath our nose. Yes, our mouth. We speak things. We, we say, well, I don't think the things I've been saying, I don't think they hurt me. Well, Proverbs in chapter 18, the 21st verse says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that love it will eat the fruit thereof. I just showed you in Genesis how that God saw darkness and then he spoke what he wanted. He didn't deny the darkness. He spoke what he wanted. 
And then remember when God brought all the animals to pass before Adam, God said he wanted to see what Adam will call them and that whatever he called them, that's what they were going to be. So God taught the man to speak. It was Adam who called Eve, Eve. It was Adam who called her woman. God just said, I'm going to give you a help meet. Everything was according to what Adam called it. In Numbers chapter 13, the spies went out, came back with what the Bible calls an evil report. But what did they do? They only said what they saw. They saw the giants. God, you never told us about the giants. God, you said the land belongs to us. But God, you, you never said anything. I mean, yeah, the fruit in the land is big. The land is nice. It's really like beautiful. But God forgot an important part of the detail. God just forgot to tell us about giants. No, God didn't. God didn't talk about giants because in the scheme of things, the giants were not important. What was important was not what they saw in the giants. What was important was that God had given them the land. All right, so God says, evil report. You came back telling us about giants and the you know, difficulty in the mission. But Joshua and Caleb, hey, great guys. Why? They believed the report of God. Child of God, what are you busy saying? Is it the things you see? Are you busy describing the giants in the economy, the giants in the health, you know, health sector, the, the giant, you know, whatever? Is that what you're busy talking about? Or you're looking at the word of God like Caleb and Joshua? By the 14th chapter, of numbers, these guys were busy saying, God, you brought us here to kill us. You want to kill us and our kids. You want to kill us. You want to kill us. And in chapter 14, verse 28, God said, as you have spoken in my ear, so will I do. Oh, and that whole generation never saw the promised land because they said so. Would you believe that many things could have happened to you or to me because we said it. Remember again, dead and life are in the power of the tongue. So we have to be mindful. We have to be conscious of the things we say. The Bible says we need to set a watch over our lips. We, we can't be careless with, with the things we say. Because in Matthew chapter 12, Jesus makes it clear that we will be judged for every idle word that we speak. Yeah, but, 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 you know, it's a horrible job. Why can't I say a horrible job is a horrible job? I just want to call a spade a spade. I know you want to call a spade a spade, but do you want a horrible job? No. Then say, in the name of Jesus, I got a great job. I got a good job. I have a satisfying job. Whatever that will be, faith creates. So number one we said is, Faith moves the mountains and faith does that by speaking. Now, by that speaking, faith will create. Faith has the capacity to create things. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3, Bible tells us that through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So the things which we see are not created from things that do appear. Yes, worlds there would mean the systems and all of that. But then we also know from Genesis that everything was created from the word of God. And John chapter 1 buttresses that fact that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God 
and the word was God and the word was same with God and all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. That's John chapter 1 from verse 1 to verse 3. Child of God, you have to watch your words. You have to intentionally use your faith to create. You have to intentionally use your faith to create. In Romans chapter 4 and the 17th verse, Bible tells us, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations before whom it was written, even God who gives life to the dead. And then he calls the things that be not as though they were. God gives life, the Bible says, to the dead and calls things that be not as though they were. Meaning God calls things that are non-existent as though they were. I want to encourage you. When you pray, don't pray and leave it hanging. I'll quickly read before we close. James chapter 1, verses 5 to 8. He says, if any one of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally and upbraids not. He says, but let him ask in faith. It ends the previous verse saying it will be given to him. Verse 6 says, but let him ask in faith. Nothing wavering because he who wavers is like the wave of the sea driven by the wind and tossed. Verse 7 says, let not that man thinks that he will, let him not think that he would receive anything from the Lord. Verse 8, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So it's not enough to pray. Bible says you have to pray, but you have to pray in faith, believing that you have received. I have a couple of faith teachings. You could find them on our website. They will help you really, like really bless you. But as I leave you today, remember, child of God, faith speaks. Faith creates. Faith moves mountains. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. For a download of this particular teaching and every other episode we've had or other teachings, please visit our website, www www.srlcc.ca you'd really be blessed all right and if you have questions feel free to reach out to me right there till i come your way again next week remember that you are god's dear child and victory belongs to you bye-bye